Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the Unstoppable Leader podcast. And in today's podcast, you'll hear the story of the lovely and unstoppable Lisa Tay, founder of Cody Agency. Now, some people want it to happen, some people wish it would happen, and others absolutely make it happen, as Michael Jordan said. And Lisa Tay is one of those. She went from being a tax consultant at KPMG to founding a marketing agency and attracting investors to build and grow four to five different ventures. She talks about the imposter syndrome, her tips for courage, the things she did to help transition from a nine to five job to a business that she runs right now, which feels like home. Lisa Tay is a game changer, a super smart businesswoman, an inspiration to many, both young and experienced. So if you're at a time in your life where you're trying to make a decision or simply want some inspiration to make things happen, then this one is just for you. So welcome to the Unstoppable Leader podcast with your host, Maria Patisetti. And today we have with us an unstoppable and gorgeous leader, Lisa Tay. Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> so Thanks, Maria. Thanks for having me. So good to know, have you. We're going to be talking for hours. (laughs) I think so too. I need to keep an eye on the the clock because I know we could be here for an hour and a half because we just spent half an hour talking. So Lisa is the founder of Cody Agency. I'm going to read this out because there's too many things about you, Lisa. Amazing. Founder of the Cody Agency, which is a digital marketing agency. You're the co-host of a new podcast, newish podcast called Lick, which you do with Nick Bell. That's a hilarious duo. Uh, (laughs) You also founded a beauty brand, 101 Lifestyle. And you're the co-founder and editor of Couturing. Did I get that right? Because I cannot pronounce. Nailed the pronunciation. <laughs> and then you're just about to launch an online platform for business mentors. Tell me if I get that right. And coaches to connect them with people who need it. And that's called Listnik. That's 100% right. And that is um, also with Nick. So still not sick of him yet, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised. I just love your bantering, your energy, by the way. I just have to say that. And what I found amazing about you, and this is for the younger people in the audience listening, and it doesn't matter what age you are, but you came through your typical traditional background, right? So you did law, so clearly very smart cookie at school, got law and commerce, did both double degrees together, conjoint, whatever you call it here, because I studied in New Zealand, so it's different what they call it here. You did that. And then, of course, you made the move to the very untraditional from the background that you come from into business. So tell me, like, what got you to do the crazy things? Yeah, so I, look, I was always very passionate about creativity and I, and I was talking to you before um, the podcast and I used to actually make my own clothes. So I wanted to be a fashion designer. (laughs) my clothes would always fall apart after like one wear I'd have to cut them off my body so I thought look probably not the best at fashion design surprisingly um and my parents were well uh Malaysian Chinese background so they're very conservative so they were um not exactly um excited about my career desire to be a fashion designer so they said look why don't you go into something a little bit more safe and you know you're probably going to be more likely to get a job and I thought oh yeah I guess so so then I ended up doing a degree in commerce and a degree in law and somehow fluked my way through that I don't still don't know how <laughs> I, I, there is no doubt there is a whole lot of brains behind that you cannot fluke your way through law and commerce just give yourself that credit <laughs> you're, very, you're very kind I sort of um yeah just just managed to scrape through and then I ended up uh, starting my first graduate job as uh, a tax 
consultant at KPMG. Wow. And I look back and just go, what on earth was I positively thinking? I have no idea, really. So I, I blame my tax lecturer at uni uh, because he was really great and somehow made tax interesting. And then I, from there, I actually ended up going to a law firm. So I worked at uh, Blake Dawson, which is now Ashurst, and I went to the tax office. So obviously an absolute um, suck for punishment, could not get out of the tax industry, kept thinking, it'll get better. I'll, I'll love it more as I move. Uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll move to another tax job as if it's going to make it better. What an idiot. More interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Seriously. And then so I was actually in tax for probably about almost seven years all up. So that's wow. such a long time, yeah. And then along the way... I started a fashion, beauty and lifestyle website with my former business partner and that really gave me an insight into the digital world because it was at a time when blogging was quite new, social media had just started, so we really got the chance to explore the platforms, immerse ourselves in the platforms and see the rise of it and it was really exciting for me. So from then I actually managed to leverage off that background and move into um, working at Witchery, which is the fashion company. So I was like, finally in fashion. So that was actually really exciting for me. But then after there, I just thought, oh, I think I was always, at the back of my mind, I was always wanting to do my own thing. So my former business partner and I decided to start a Cody Agency, and that was about five years ago. And I have, you know... I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or what it necessarily was, but throughout my tax career, I never really felt like I knew what I was doing. And I was almost sitting there going, oh my God, someone's going to tap me on the shoulder one day and go, I know you know nothing about tax. You've just been full. Totally imposter syndrome. All of us go through that, right? And sometimes people do. Yeah, and it's actually crazy. And it's so funny because I think I really felt like that throughout my whole tax career, but now I'm in digital marketing. I've never felt like that. I actually feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. So it's such an incredible feeling. Yes, it's it's an amazing feeling, like going from feeling like, oh, my God, I'm about to be exposed any second to going, hey, I actually am meant to be doing this and I feel really comfortable and excited by it and and energised by it. Like that's such a a great feeling. And I I really do feel that, you know, uh, I don't – I don't regret doing the tax work because I really feel like you need those things to know what you don't want to do and you need those experiences to appreciate the good. So I never regret it. And I obviously learned a lot during my time that which, you know, many of which uh, the things that I learned, I apply to my business today. So yeah, I do. I don't regret it, but um, I'm much happier now. You know, when, when I was thinking of bringing you on the podcast, there's, there's, what I thought about immediately is a person who makes things happen. And it reminded me of the saying um, by Michael Jordan. I think even you've shared it in the past. Some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen and others make it happen. So I can only imagine what it took and the courage it took to make that switch from tax because it's the other side of the brain to the other side of the brain, really. So how is it, and you've now got one, two, three, four, like five different ventures going, even if it is a podcast, it's still, I know how much effort that takes. So what is it that made you, how did you get the courage? So for the listeners, what practical things did you do to be able to first step, which was tax to this, and then to keep on doing the several things that you've done? 
Yeah, it's quite funny because people always go, and I've said this a few times, like people go, oh, it must have been really scary to make that transition. It must have been really hard. And I said, what was actually harder was spending nine to five in a job I wasn't passionate about. Can you imagine spending most of your waking life just counting down? I was literally like, oh my God, it's at five o'clock, it's at five o'clock, oh my God, it's at five o'clock, it's at five o'clock. Oh my God, I think my clock's broken. It's not five o'clock yet. Oh my God, how is it? I think it's going backwards. And I spent my day just depressed. I was just really down. Like my mental health was like not great because I was so negative. Like I really just wanted to, I don't know, I was just waiting for the weekend. I was waiting for holidays. So the easier decision was actually going into doing something that I was passionate about because imagine the energy that you get, like the energy shift. So now when I wake up, I'm, I'm excited to go to work. In fact, like I work on weekends, I work after hours because I really feel like it honestly doesn't feel like work as cliched as it sounds. So for me, I personally found that that decision ended up being easy because I really hated, you know, what I was doing before. And I'm someone who's very driven by a desire to be happy. So it wasn't making me happy and it wasn't making me happy for a long time. So I finally made that shift. But I always say to people, you know, you might be doing a corporate job and you might want to try something else. So I said, you know, worst case scenario, you can go back to being an accountant or being a lawyer or being an engineer if whatever you want to do doesn't work out. And they go, yeah, I guess so. So I say to them, well, you're currently living your worst case scenario. And how does it make you feel? <laughs> and when they think about that, they just go, oh, yeah, like that's good. <laughs> question actually a really really good question yeah because you, you I sort of think you know people like they, they they will always have that safety net to fall back on but then you know if you let it like you can end up being stuck in a job that you hate for years and years and years because as time just goes so quickly so you turn around and you go oh my god I've just been doing something I hate for 10 years what a bloody waste of your life yes. so so if you can almost um turn it around the way you're looking at your situation use it as something that's going to motivate you to make a change because you have that ability like only you have that ability to change your situation so if you're not happy with it then bloody do something about it otherwise some freaking whinging <laughs> exactly exactly and then and then you go ahead and and start like four or five different things so what's with so like, not what's only do you go crazy and switch from tax to creative <laughs> side of things and then you've got four or five different things. So exactly what's with that? Yeah. So how do you make that happen? Oh, I love being busy. So I hate just sitting around feeling like I'm wasting time. And because I love what I do, it doesn't feel like business. It doesn't feel like work. So, you know, when like Nick and I obviously have our own different businesses that we're working on during the week. So we actually spend a lot of our weekends working on listening to get it off the ground and after hours. So if you love what you do, and we were sort of talking about this on our podcast recently, like we, I think for us businesses and running businesses and starting businesses, like that's one of our hobbies. So we actually really enjoy it. And I have to say, I've got the most incredible team around me. So they honestly work their absolute butts off. And mm -hmm. as a business owner, it's really hard to, um, you know, find people that are going to help you um, execute your vision and, you know, find people who are going to work as hard as you. But I honestly have the most incredible team, actually all women at the moment, um, mm -hmm. not by any, <laughs> all, the, all the men have been driven out for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> I'm going to do an evil laugh, but I won't. <laughs> I won't even attempt to evil laugh. Um, no, I honestly was not by design. It just happened to be that um, we have a, a team of women at the moment. 
but, you know, and, and I mean, that's actually really important because I, you know, um, I came, uh, well, I guess I cut my teeth in the corporate world and it's very male dominated. So it, it was really hard to actually find women in business that I could look up to from a career perspective, from a study your own business perspective. So I'm super fortunate to have amazing women around me today that I can look up to, get advice from, aspire to be like. But when you go through the corporate world, it's literally like you look up and there's say out of 40 partners, there's like maybe two women. I'm like, yeah. there's a real problem here, you know? So I feel really fortunate that I have an amazing team around me who allows, like they accept me for me. Like I'm an absolute mess. <laughs> I, I'm like an absolute like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm literally like this tornado that just comes through and messes everything up. Um, and they just really are very accepting of all my, you know, challenges of following processes and wanting to operate at warp speed all the time. And I really feel like, we have a culture where we really try and accept everyone for who they are and they're very much a strength-based business. And I think that's, that's what makes businesses really strong. Like you don't, obviously you always want to be improving your employees, but you want to also accept them for their strengths because that's when they're going to perform the best. So give them, um, you know, a role where they're going to excel like and help them develop and, and be the best they can be because it's a much shorter path to get from good to great than it is to get from terrible to good <laughs> and then hopefully then get to great. So I, I definitely feel that um, being running a strength-based business is something that I'm really passionate about. Fantastic. Are there any particular tools that you use to, to assess the strengths? Oh, that's a really good question. So we do the um, personalities test. So we understand like whether people are introverts, whether they like to plan. And, and you know, I, I really feel like by understanding people, you know how to get the best out of them. Like even giving feedback, well, I'll be honest, I'm terrible at giving feedback. My, my head of ops line is like an absolute gun with people. Um, I'm just way too soft. <laughs> but that's why you have her though. See, that's what, see, I was just thinking as you were rattling through these things, right? See, making things happen never happens on your own. Yes. And for you to be able to do the four or five things, clearly you need a fantastic team. Yeah, absolute killer team. And, you know, I was actually reading this book the other day called Scaling Up and it was saying, and I actually did a post on this on LinkedIn, I was saying, it was saying that, you know, people are generally managers or they're leaders and managers really know people's differences and know how to get the best out of them, whereas leaders create a vision and they uh, unite people around that vision. And I really do feel like together, Lana and I are like the perfect match because we, like she's able to, um, you know, like not tame me as well actually tame me um but she's able to go okay you've got the crazy ideas and i'll help you execute them and yeah. get the best out of the team because it's really hard when you're you know when you're wanting to start a business sometimes it's not for any reason other than you want to do whatever your business is so for example for me it's run a, like do digital marketing i genuinely love that but then when you i can uh, see that because you're constantly learning new stuff you're into tiktok now that's a whole other another topic <laughs> i know i know but i literally immerse myself in digital marketing i'm listening to digital marketing podcast on the weekend i'm trying new things on social so for me it's like a, a genuine passion uh but i've realized that i'm actually a horrendous manager so i'm really bad at actually managing people and i did a post actually the other day on linkedin and i said i'm not a good manager and that's really hard when you're trying to run a business with people so it, you know i think it's really important as uh, you know managers or um, leaders or people who are um 
I guess, working with others to really be aware of what your strengths and weaknesses are and have that self-awareness. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm working on that all the time. But who is the Lisa? I was just, you know, as you were saying this, I was thinking, gosh, I think she's kind of talking about me. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> We are pretty much the same person. Much the same, exactly. But, but also to, to, to make you feel better, I have spoken to so many entrepreneurs and founders of businesses, and this is exactly the great, the, it's a problem and an opportunity, right? So great visionaries, but terrible at necessarily leading people. They see and buy into your vision, which is why they're part of your team. But on a day-to-day basis, it's best that we get out of their way and, and yep. like your like your ops manager to come and manage because otherwise it would be an absolute nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like sitting at 100 miles an hour and expecting everybody to catch up and then you kind of switch. You go and found three other businesses and you go, oh, by the way, this month I'm starting this business. So let's all make it happen. So... So that lovely, was it Lana you said? Yes, Lana. So Lana is an absolute must for everybody. I think everybody <laughs> their Lana. So, so I have my Lana. <laughs> I would say that to people like, oh, you, you just need a Lana. And I said, but yes. please don't take my Lana. Um, yes, no, don't. <laughs> But but when it comes to game changers in a business, it's like that you need that person. And the thing is you might be that person who is great with people, but then you need to then have someone in your business who's going to create a vision and create a new product. So that might not necessarily be you, like do whatever your strength is, but then find your team around you who are going to be different and support your, um, I guess, weaknesses to some degree. Because I think people sometimes try and hire people who are exactly like them. But what's the point of having a business where it's like an echo chamber and people are just going, yes, 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 I'll do anything you want to do. And they don't challenge your ideas and they don't come at things from a different perspective because that's when you're going to be really strong. Absolutely. Like in in the making things happen list, one of the things I was thinking, obviously some of these businesses you're doing on your own and some of these you're in partnership with Nick. How are you finding that? Because this this comes up a lot, right? Especially as an entrepreneur, you keep hearing this over and over again. It's better to own uh, 10% of something that's worth something rather than 100% of something that's worth nothing. So sometimes when you take on those partnerships or joint ventures or whatever that might be, you have a better shot at success. What is your take on that? How does that work and how is it working for you? Yeah, God, look, I could not agree with that quote at all. And I've definitely been someone who... uh, Uh, like I believe in that so much like I would much rather have a small portion of something that's huge and has the the potential for something big than be sitting there slaving away for my own ego to say that I own this or I'm making all the decisions so I've never been someone who wants to um, I guess own everything like I'm very happy to share success and in fact it's I guess when you're not driven by money then you know it's it's a lot easier to make that decision so I'm not someone who's really driven by money Um, you know it's it's the enjoyment of getting to work with someone else and, and share that success together. Like that's incredible. And then you have someone who can share the load with you. So when you are struggling or you don't have the capacity to do something, you can lean on the other person. But I think it's so important to find people who you can communicate really well with and who share a similar vision and approach to work and, and, a, and a similar work ethic. So, uh, you know, I actually like working with, Nick has been super easy. Like we get along really well. So I've been super lucky. And I think we have really um, complimentary skills. So we haven't had an argument yet. Oh, is, that's pretty good. How long have you really been working together? Well, we only met last year, like through LinkedIn actually. Oh, so we, yeah. Um, yeah, so then he actually invested in my business. So then we just found that we got along super well. And then we started the podcast. We had a show last year. And then listening just sort of 
came about really organically. It wasn't forced, which I think makes it really exciting when that happens. Uh, and then with what I want, I actually do that with my husband. So that was um, something that we were excited to do together and we actually work really well together. So uh, he's, wow. yeah, like I think we're quite lucky. And at the start it wasn't always the case because we didn't have, um, I guess, clear roles. But then once we worked it out and said, okay, yes, this person's in charge of this, this person does that, then we could work super well together. So haven't killed each other yet, which is great. Um, <laughs> still married. <laughs> yeah, still married. He's very patient with me. Like I'm, you know, I, I think you and I are very similar. Like we're probably like a ball of energy and we're, you know, our mind's moving all the time. We never want to stop. And that can be exhausting to be around. Like for other for for oh I could not agree more. Oh, it's it's really kind of freaky how similar we are actually because yeah. my husband I, I jokingly people do refer to him as the Buddha, and 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 I'm like the crazy one. So so it's like a yin and yang, right? So we balance each other because it, it left to my own vices, like I would exactly be a tornado that just goes in and just blow up everything along the way. <laughs> the yeah. energy, energy is fantastic because it sets the vision. Yeah. But you need somebody but to bring you down. Exactly. And he would also love your energy too, because sometimes if you're someone who's too chilled out and too relaxed, then you won't end up really, let's say you won't end up achieving things, but you know, we're very much more, well, I'm just talking on both behalf. No, no, please go ahead. Like you and I. (laughs) We're not people who are going to sit back and wait for something to happen. It's like, if we want something, we're the sort of people we're going to let nothing standing out in our way to get to that place or to achieve that goal. Whereas uh, people like our husbands are more probably, you know, more likely to be like, oh, good things will happen. Like we'll just keep working hard and they'll come to us. But, you know, I think you need both of those almost um, energies to come together and, and spur each other on in different ways. So, you know, your husband is probably similar to my husband. They're like, you know, you need to have some downtime. You're going to burn out. You need to relax. And, you're, and you know, you and I will be there trying to push them to get them out of their comfort zone and go for what they want, you know. And it's not about being, well, I say it's almost like be aggressive. Like you don't have to be an asshole, but yeah. go after what you want. Assertive. Assertive, exactly. exactly. It's not that our husband's done. It's funny because uh, you talked about profiling strengths, right? So when I think about the DISC profile, I don't know if you know a bit about yes, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm your classic D&I. And he's the SNC. So it's like, or or INC, I don't remember which one he is, but it's the perfect (laughs) complementary personalities. And I'm pretty sure with your team, they probably complement and beautifully gel together, which is why you make so much happen, as you do with Hubby too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just feel really lucky that people, um, you know, I guess, put up with me. (laughs) (laughs) No. But I, I'm sure if it wasn't for the energy that you bring to the table, Lisa, I mean, people wouldn't invest in you. You wouldn't have the growth that you're having and you wouldn't make the difference that you're making. I mean, your podcast is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually, I remember when we started, I'm like, is anyone even going to listen to this? Like, we're just talking crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not. I think that there is an energy that you bring to that. And, and as we discussed, a little bit of entertainment because otherwise business can be pretty boring. Oh my God, God damn, it's so dry. Like I honestly, and, and you know, the sad thing is I look at what a lot of uh, people, the content a lot of people are putting out and it is so useful. It's really valuable, yes. but the delivery is really dry. So the sad thing for me is that people aren't going to get the message because they're falling asleep. 
or they've tuned out. Like they've, they've, you know, they've, yeah, they, they, they haven't got past, um, you know, one or two seconds. So when Nick and I said about creating our platform and I guess almost like our personal brands, yeah. we thought, okay, we're definitely not serious people. We work really hard, but yeah. we're not like, you know, we do bloody chair races in the office. Like people would think that we're like kids, <laughs> not actual professional business people. But we thought, how are we going to get people to be engaged so they learn? And mm. one of the ways to do that is through entertainment. So we mm. thought, let's actually try and make it a bit more interesting so people will listen. Hence the name Lick. And I'm just like, uh, it seemed like a funny joke at the time. And then so now funny. that we're trying to get people, when we you know go, hey, do you want to come to the podcast? Like, yeah, absolutely. What's the podcast name? And I'm like, Lick. Like, they're like, sorry? I'm like, <laughs> Lick. Exactly. So it makes sense. But I think people are like, you guys are so weird. But then they remember it because it's something so different. So for us, it was like, okay, how are we going to get people to listen to, you know, all the lessons or all the mistakes that we've made so they can avoid them, all the learnings that we've had so they can get to where they want to go faster. So we thought, let's do it in an entertaining way. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for even taking the time to listen and engage with our content Mm -hmm. because we want to make a difference in the business community and help people do what they want to do and and achieve their dreams and be happy, you know. Who doesn't want to be happy? So we're both super passionate about that. So hence why um, our next project is listening, also a combination Mm -hmm. of our names. We're running out of letters. Better than Lake, it's a few more, so that's okay. If you come up with two more businesses, you are going to have to come up with something. I know, different. it's going to be like, oh, my God, maybe our surname is going to be something. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that into their table. That's what yeah. I was saying to him. Um, maybe yeah. it's going to be table next. Uh, but, yeah, like we, we really wanted people to get, like achieve what they want to achieve and not let anything stand in their, mm-hmm. in their way. So we want to be able to help people find a mentor and like a business coach and a mind coach and have that anywhere in the world and then be able to connect with them on an ongoing basis and do it through video conference through the platform and actually um, become better at business and yeah. you know, like not make so many mistakes because I've made so many mistakes and I just think, God, if I had someone there along the way who could help me avoid that, then I, I wouldn't have wasted so much money. I wouldn't have wasted so much time, so much energy. So if you can learn, like there's that quote, it's like something like a smart man learns from the mistakes of others, but a wise man, um, no, a smart man learns from his mistakes and then a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So it's like, don't feel like, yeah, I'm like, got the, the quote totally wrong. Sorry, Confucius. No, 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 no. It's actually pretty, pretty good. You got the message across. I agree. I mean, I've always had coaches and mentors. I mean, and, and I wish I had started it earlier too. But nowadays, I think... Uh, one of my coaches says to me, he's got 14 coaches for every wow. single area of his life. Good on uh, him. So speaking of making things happen, that's one really good way to make things happen is to just get the best people around you, just like you yes. have your team, but the next level is coaches. And, and I'm looking forward to the listening platform being released. Oh, By the thank way. you. Well, hopefully you'll get on it as a coach and then maybe you might find a coach as well. Absolutely. So what's next for Miss Tay? Or Mrs. T. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my I kept my surname. That's right, <laughs> Ms. T. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, look, that's a great question. So we're going to be launching Listening in a couple of months. So I think that's going to keep me busy. And then obviously just getting Cody through Corona. Like that's, yes. oh, gosh. that's yeah. been quite challenging. But the team have been so resilient and pretty much most of our clients like have stuck with us. So I feel eternally well grateful for that. Uh, and, you know, I really feel that 
hopefully fingers crossed we're through the worst of it yeah. and you know I, I really use it as an opportunity to get my own um, we'll get the business in order so we got a new website we got our marketing on point we you know, created new products refined our processes and you know I think that if you see it as a positive opportunity to do something then you're going to uh, be able to come out stronger whereas I think if you look at it as a real negative it's like you're just going to be stuck in this negative mindset and you might not actually even make it through so you know I always I'm definitely a glass half full person so when I see a situation I just go where's the opportunity here where's the positive um uh, what's the positive to come from this situation because it's always there you yeah. just have to look and you might have to look pretty hard but there will be a positive there so, uh, so yeah, so I'm excited for the rest of the year. Um, I still can't believe we've been in lockdown for three months. That's crazy. crazy. And it's still, still going, still going. Yeah. So it is yeah. Really, but I just wanted to, I could keep talking to you for hours and hours. Don't as we stop. said. <laughs> I have to, cause. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're no. like, I need to do my chores and I've got like a million things to do. Just get off the bloody hell. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure, Lisa. And I just want to say for the audience, right, you know, behind the, the crazy chair races and, and all of the things that the crazy things that you and Nick do, there is a lot of strategy and intellect. I think I need people to understand that because things you don't pull off success without thinking it through. So oh, whilst it might look crazy and kooky, <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> there's a lot of intelligence behind it. And, and you're a great example for the younger people coming up to, to show them that you could make anything possible if you put your mind to it and and um i think i've read somewhere it's not that you're just passionate but you're obsessed like your obsession with social media marketing is what makes it possible because the amount of hours you invest you wouldn't be able to do that unless you're obsessed with it yeah i fully agree with that and we're both you know and i speak on i don't know why i keep speaking on behalf of you as well no no please it's <laughs> like twins yeah <laughs> you could have really just answered all my questions today yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I feel so lucky to have found something that I love. And, you know, I can tell that you're the same. You know, we wouldn't be doing this on a Sunday morning if we genuinely love it. And, and it's, uh, it's almost quite sad, like, how much I love my job and I love what I do. But, you know, I know there's not, a, you know, not everyone has been lucky enough to find something that they're passionate about. But I want to say don't give up keep looking because it's out there and you'll you might have to you know go through a bit more heartache to find it but just never give up because like who doesn't want to be happy and it's and i'm living proof i'm actually living proof that it's possible so and i and i never thought it was you know there were times you know during my corporate journey where i just thought oh my god this is the rest of my life like how sad but i got out there and i and you know you can do the same thing there's literally and i I read this really great quote ages ago or something like the only person or the only thing standing in the way of your dreams or you achieving your dreams is you. Yes. So the minute you decide to stop feeling sorry for yourself, get off your ass and mm. do something to help you get closer to achieving your dreams, then the happier you're going to be. Oh, absolutely. And quite frankly, for some people that may be tax, I've got a sister-in-law um, who just loves, she's a tax lawyer and she loves it and she keeps winning all the awards for it, right? So so oh, whatever amazing. is yes. your passion, whatever is your obsession, I hope you find it exactly that. And for those who want to reach out to you, how do they find you, Lisa? Yeah, well, they, they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty much on there all the time. Um, that's quite embarrassing. If I'm not on LinkedIn, I'm probably on 
Instagram. So Lisa Tay on LinkedIn, um, Lisa Tay underscore on Instagram and Lisa Tay on TikTok. For, and, and Tay is spelled T-E-H. Yeah, it's um, it's actually a spelling mistake when I think about it because it auto, always autocorrects the thus. I'm like, why didn't I change my surname? That's like a, a bit of an oversight by my, <laughs> my behalf. Um, but I wanted to say thank you so much for making the time to uh, speak with me today and give me a platform to share my story. Um, and I just want to say, and I actually did a talk for a couple of school kids or some school kids uh, mm. a couple of weeks ago, and I said to them, like, I'm no one special. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, someone who's born into a particular family or, in, you know, into a particular, I don't know, situation. I'm just someone who works their butt off. And yeah. you can find success or find happiness by doing exactly the same thing. It's not, you know, because sometimes I think you look at people in the media or you look at people on social media and you just go, oh, like, you know, I can't be that person. And yeah. it's like, you can be. There's literally mm -hmm. a lot of the time there's nothing that's stopping you. So, yeah, I just wanted to let people know who are listening, like, I'm no one special. So if you want something, just go for it. Like, you know. Thank you so much for saying that because sometimes social media, media creates such an image that some people find that unattainable. Yes. And, and, and I believe every single human being has the potential to be whatever they choose to be. Yeah, what a great quote. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Still Thank that. I'll steal that. Let <laughs> <laughs> me post on LinkedIn too. Next be like, oh, at least tag me. <laughs> Just tag me. That'll do. Yeah. I'll, I'll tag you. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got a bigger audience than I, Lisa, but, so go ahead and tag me. <laughs> but thank you for using your platform because, you know, like I'm not saying I've got a big platform. There's people who have millions and millions of followers. But the, the thing is, and that's the, the, the beauty of social media, we all have a voice and yes. we can all choose to use it. You can use it for good or bad. So you can use it to be a troll. You can use it to promote negative messages or you can use it to encourage others and share your story and share your journey. So good on you for using your platform to actually um, give people a chance to help, um, you know, be a positive influence on other people's lives. Absolutely. And thank you for being an unstoppable leader. And thank you for spending a Sunday morning with me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're like, okay, we've got to wrap it up now. It's like she keeps talking. She keeps talking. We need that wind-up music. <laughs> but thank you so much, Marie. I really appreciate the opportunity. No worries. Thank you. Lots thank of you. love. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for tuning into the Unstoppable Leader Podcast with me, your host, Maria Patisetti. And if I may ask you for a favor, please drop me a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. I'd love your feedback and love to hear what you think. And if you want to stay up to date with me and the business that I'm in, then please check out my LinkedIn page, Maria Patisetti, or our website, theunstoppableleader.com. That is theunstoppableleader.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be unstoppable.